1176 Sports and Culture Podcast, bringing you the latest buzz and updates from our beloved Prairie View A&M University, featuring your fellow PV Panthers, Roland Austin, Jay Cleasy, Big Mike Washington, three-time swag champ Gati Rima, former drum major and HBCU band historian Shanetta Haskell, and Al Williams driving the show from the hill. Please subscribe and give us five stars and follow us on social media at Panthers underscore 1876. And welcome to the 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast. We're happy to be joining you again in the third week of, of March. And no football game yesterday. Bruh. Game. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I'm, so my, my soul to, is hurting. I know. We was I'm ready, telling you. ready to hit the road. Uh, no, we weren't supposed to hit the road on this one. That one was at home, right? That was oh, it was at home. It was yeah. a home game. And, and let me just, before we get going here, so Gatti and, and Mike are both out this week, but we have joining us Ms. Robin Evans, PV alum. Robin, say hello to our, our, our fan base here. What's up, y'all? Hey, I'm ready. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. So um, first thing I want to talk about, guys, locker room talk. Bowling, three-peat. This is their fourth SWAC title in five years. They're currently playing, and they're going for it. 2-0 and oh right that's, now. Yeah, that's let's get it. To, that's going to be crazy. Four titles in five years? Yeah, yeah man. How, how many of y'all have been to a bowling game, have been to a bowling match? Well, crickets. Crickets. No, we win. They the only one. They the ones that's winning. They's winning swag championships. Right. Out the wazoo. <laughs> well, hey, I, they I first understand. In like the late nineties, I think they first started bowling. That's when we were like, oh wow, we could do this. Right. <laughs> so I think they're going to broadcast this championship uh, weekend on ESPN two. It's just going to be in two weeks. Yes, that. So uh, we'll get to no, watch it, but. <laughs> No, they, be- they delayed it because of the basketball tournament. So oh, it'll be on ESPNU. I think it's on ESPNU, but it's going to be a delayed recorded, pre-recorded broadcast. So cool, cool. Uh, we will catch it that way. Uh, so that'll be fun to just see how everything plays out and how it rolls. Because, you know, I haven't watched bowling on TV since Wide World of Sports before we had cable. I mean... I know you are uh, you Detroit folks. That's a pretty big deal up in your parts in Michigan. Um, bowling in the winter and softball in the summer and spring. If you, you have family that that worked at a plant, you spent some time at the bowling alley and at Softball City off Eight Mile. <laughs> That's just that was just a rites of passage as a kid, and they yeah. would give you a couple of dollars because the ice cream man would come by. You know, you hear that ice cream truck coming, and you already ready. You already know. <laughs> bowling was a kind of a big deal uh, when I grew up in New Orleans. We went to the bowling alley for league night every Saturday. But I, I know up north, you cats do hey, who have to live inside in the winter. It's a big. Oh one. yeah, man! They were serious. Hello. They had the, the the personalized ball with the wrist thing and the yeah. the shoes and the shirts. You had the, you know you had to have a fancy shirt with your name on it and all that. Yeah, man. Y'all just going all in with the bowling, huh? Just high side. Oh my god! Just high side. Saturday. Saturday. I'm ready. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> every Saturday was me. <laughs> I had to go watch my daddy play bow, uh, go bow. They still, they still have leagues here. They have a whole lot of leagues here. 
which is it's, it's just not popular amongst uh, certain demographics anymore. Mm. Yep. Low, low impact sport. We must be giving out some scholarship money for it. Hey man, all I know is yeah, I never had my own ball. So you know, you go to the to the bowling and pick up the more raggedy balls they have. The fingers never fit, you know. And then yeah. nowadays after COVID, I'm sure I ain't put my fingers in in a, a house man. ball to go. Nah, bro, it ain't happening. A, a communal ball. <laughs> Yeah. Hold on, right. hold on, man. Have y'all ever seen the dude walk in? He got the bag, he got the shiny ball, he got the wrist, the, the whole little grip wrist thing, mm-hmm. and can't bowl worth a dog. Yeah, no, no. So, man, you got to look the part. Just like golf, man. Some people got the the Callaway Big Bertha and the, you know the 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 staff bag and all that. Get out there, hack it. Take it everything. <laughs> but they look good. Yes, but they, they look do. good. Hey, they're that's half the battle. That's half the battle. Hey. You know, black folks got to look good no matter what we do. I mean, hey. recall, remember when PV football was getting our heads pounded in and they had the raggedy Russell uniforms? Think about it. Yeah. Glad we got better uniforms. Now we're winning. So, hey, it all goes together. Goes hand in yeah. hand. So, so what's going on with this uh, HBCU Legacy Bowl, man? Man, they have rolled out the Black College Football Hall of Fame, have announced the HBCU Legacy Bowl, which will be an all-star game played the Saturday after the Super Bowl next year uh, at Tulane Stadium, and it'll be uh, broadcast on the NFL Network. So it'll be a week-long celebration of Black culture and history, along with all the stars who are uh, draft-eligible from all the HBCUs. It's a pretty big deal. And to add a little icing on the cake, that's right at the beginning or in the middle of Mardi Gras season. Sounds like a road trip. Road trip. Yeah. Yep, that sounds like a road trip. Yes. Yep. I'm, 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 I'm for that. Yep. How they? How did they pick who's playing in that? It, it, again, it's an all-star game, basically. So stats. Yeah, all, yeah, your all swag seniors are all swag bowl eligible players. Yeah, and bowl eligible is what after sophomore year. Okay. Yep. Uh, draft yeah. eligible. Yeah. yeah. Draft, draft eligible. eligible. Draft, draft eligible. Yeah. Okay. Yep, they can play, uh-huh. and, and it's important for us to to uh, support events like this, um, just like uh, the Miac Swag Challenge or the. Uh, the celebration bowl is important. Even if your school isn't playing in it, it's important for us to uh, attend these events and spend our money on these events because that's the only way that they will continue to happen. If, yeah. if there yeah. aren't enough eyes uh, on it and there are not, not enough dollars and bodies in those stadiums at these HBCU events, then they're not going to continue. So I encourage everybody when events like this come up, go. If Even if you don't, your school isn't playing, if you don't know anybody, that's going, just go and rep your school and have you fun. You go there and rep your school, somebody going to pull you to the side and say, hey, you know? Yep. Right. Hey, and you know, with this spring football season, I think there's an appetite for for some football in the spring. I, I, I'm just saying. The uh, Cotton Bowl, I mean, the State Fair Classic that was played in Arlington instead of the Cotton Bowl was very well attended. Uh, and I, I was excited. So if you tell me New Orleans during Mardi Gras season and I get some swag football, bro, I'm there. Man, I already got permission to go. 
See, <laughs> you got a permission slip signed already. Yeah, I don't play. <laughs> I got to jump on it, man. I, I'm, I'm slacking here. I'm going to make right, reservations so, next week. Right. So, uh, all right. Yeah, your vaccine ready. Real talk. Don't you show up down there without your vaccine. Oh, man, I already got, I got oh, shot bro. number two three days ago. I'm, I'm getting mine April 1st, and then I'm good to go. Trust me. I shot number two coming April 16th. See? No. There it yeah, is. I, so we, we ready. Some, <laughs> if I get some superpowers from my vaccine, so be it. Since we're shot, yeah. second shot, mine is April 9th. Okay, go. so we're going to all be clear. Yep. So, so we can do we can do crawfish at one of these spring games. Yes, sir. That's what we saying. All right, all right. That's what it sounds like. All right. So, all right. Another subject here. I was today years old when I learned that in 2021, the UNCF has its first black chair of the board. Which, oh, come on. Which, when you read the first sentence, it sounds wild. It it makes no sense. Can you can you just kind of give us some detail on on what we're talking? Okay, about? so the UNCF, the United Negro College Fund, mm -hmm. has been around for almost seventy five years. There's been several black presidents over the years, but when you talk about governance. Corporate governance um, uh, or nonprofit governance, the board is where the power lies. Mm -hmm. So when you say that you are just now having your first African-American chair of the board for the United Negro College Fund in 2021, that's that I... Really? Understand what we're talking about? Here. I can't make it make sense, man. It, it, there is no making this make sense. They, they've, you know, you've had a Rockefeller be a chair of the board before, so I don't know if it just went to whoever was the biggest donor. But to me, the chair of the board—if you got to unite the Negroes for the college fund—it seemed to me <laughs> it might be a good know. look. To be a Negro, uh, just <laughs> maybe it's just me. I mean, I, I don't want to read too far into it, but I'm just saying, man. The first one, you know what, Al? That highlights a bigger issue that persists, and we talk about this a lot in terms of giving with Prairie View, right? I mean, we have we have been very blessed over this last pandemic year to get a lot of really high dollar donations, but the Blunt of that falls on us. It's 70,000 of us out here right now. 70,000 alums, right? Yep. And we are allowing other folks to come in and again, unite. Come on, people. Come on. We're going to give you $50 million and uh, want you to do great things. But why we can't do it ourselves? Exactly. Hey, I got my mask in the mail yesterday. Well, okay. Go back. Go back. Because we're talking right. about the president or the chairman of the board. If you go yep. back over the history of Prairie View A&M University and our presidents and the fact that we're a part of the Texas A&M system and you look at how they have orchestrated people to be our presidents, not somebody that we elected, but they've orchestrated people to be our presidents. This is the first time we've had a president that's been able to put us on the map bigger and bolder than anybody else. And I think I that's because they, they couldn't dim her light. She already yeah. had other accolades from everywhere else, so they can't necessarily push her in a certain direction. Yep. 
You see what I'm and saying? You got to remember, yeah. her cousin was on that board of trustees that appointed her. So many are called and some just go. She was called. Yeah. Well, you got also can't you can't deny the fact that she was retired. Like, man, she she was retired. Her, yes. Her, her, her career already spoke for itself. So now you just walk in and be unapologetically, hey, here's what I'm trying to do. And she's yes. doing it. She's that doing makes, it. That's a good point, Rob. That's a great point. The only thing that I'm going to say about that point is when we think about the history of Prairie View is very different than the history of UNCF. UNCF was founded by black people. OK, so if we were founded by black, if, if it was founded by black people, when it was time to create a board of directors, you would think that those black people had some say in who would be on that first board. And they probably said, hey, who has the depth and the reach to pull some money in here? Right. I just, yeah, I understand. That's just, I'm just, I mean, I mean sitting on a board. thinking like they were thinking, right? Sitting, across, sitting around that table, like, uh, yeah. I guess, but I just. But still, let's, let's in look at, 2021. Yeah, let's ouch. look at how, how our leadership goes. I, so, revolutions are fought by young folks for a reason. Um, older folks tend to, uh, become a little more passive and restrained and understanding as they go. You can look at somebody like Eldridge Cleaver and others who were radicals when they were young. And then when they got older, like Jim Brown, they start talking this foolishness. Like, what the hell are you talking about? And, and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. quite possibly over time, um, people who were over the UNCF decided that they wanted to allow others to come in and, and become affiliated with the organization. I, I'm willing to bet that's how that occurred. They sold, they sold. You could say it like that. Okay. But I'm not going to move on. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But no, but I do think that we, we can go back to the movie 12 Years a Slave, right? Every time you put some money in our face, what more? Because I'm going to tell you something about black people. And I am black. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what is so mind-boggling to me. Like, I get that we don't own the automobile industry. I get that. What I will never understand is how black people do not own the black hair care industry. We're the only consumer of that industry. But yet You're pushed out. Yeah. I would never understand that. They did a couple of articles on that because uh, there's a black female who just opened up her own shop and she had struggles to get into it because people didn't want to share information. They didn't want to share vendors like it was it difficult for her to start. It. Yeah, but, I, but but that, too. However, when you think about think about Coco Cottrell and Proline. He could have continued with Proline, but he sold to Alberto, Col Alberto Culver. Then you think about Carol's daughter. She could have kept that line, but she she decided to sell. I don't know if she sold it to me. I think she sold it to L'Oreal. So at what point is how much is what is it's almost like we all we have a price tag. What what is the cost of your tradition? What is the cost of your legacy? And so in in in, in anybody, if you think about if you think about Mark Zuckerberg when he started Facebook, Microsoft, hey, hey, we want that, but he said no. Yeah. Any black social media um, um, founder at that time, had they dangled maybe $100 million in our faces, we would have said yes. But yeah, he, And look at where Facebook is now. Yeah. 
So, hey, you know what? Shout out to uh, who is that? Bronner Brothers, B and B Super Group. Yeah, yes. black family owned. Yes. Who else? We got a uh, Talia White. She's happy hair. She's happy hair or something like that, right? She's happy hair. <laughs> just hit a billion dollar mark. So you know, she, I love it. I we love have it some folks that are doing it. it. Yeah. And and when I What's say the lady that owns curls, mean... who? Curls. She, um. Oh, she's out of Dallas too. I want to say I can't think of her name off the top of my head. But that's okay. Yeah, we have a few out there, but I, I, your point is well taken. I mean, we, but that's the that's the, that's the nature of the economics of of actually entrepreneurship, right? I mean, you want to build a brand to hopefully sell it, and ideally, you'll take that that knowledge that you have and go and start another one, right? And keep mm-hmm. it going. But you know, we struggle with, um, you know, legacy. I don't know, know, man. You you put three legacy. commas in front of my face. I'm yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be real <laughs> sold. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, we need to we need to prioritize I'm just being legacy building. We need exactly. to at some point say, I'm trying to create a legacy, not just for me, but for my children and my children's children. I'm not gonna sell. I want them to have exactly. something to to uh to work for or work with, not go yeah. work for somebody else. Well, that has to be taught from the beginning of the time. That has to be taught. Like, you can't tell somebody that at the age of 35, okay, that that has to be something that you start ingraining in your kids now. Like, maybe yeah. I didn't have it, but, yeah, that we, we would have to work on that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm in the auto industry, and I, I do see that a lot of the suppliers that are owned by uh, African-Americans, that generation behind those founders have no interest in carrying on that that legacy from that business. So a lot of these men are looking for uh, young folks to come in that they can mentor, to groom, to take over. Because, of course, these men are in that generation that are, that are now in their mid-70s, made all the money they need to make, but they don't have anybody to pass it to. So that's that's going to be a challenge. And like Robin said, that's something that we've got to start ingraining in our young folks at a much earlier age if we if we want to really take it that route. So, OK, I know we've we spent a lot of time here, so I want to shift gears a little bit. And let, let's talk about a little bit of football. Second and five. First the hole up the middle and breaks free. The 20, the 10. Touchdown Prairie View. Tristan Wallace. So, Joe, what's what's going on with the schedule right now? Man, the schedule, I'm happy. We got two games canceled, but they bought them back. I'm conflicted. So the Alabama A&M game, which was supposed to be played this last weekend, has been rescheduled for April the 3rd. Okay, that's cool. The Jackson State game, which we were going to road trip to go down and support our boys as they beat the hell out of prime, uh, was supposed to be March 27th. It's been rescheduled for April the 24th. So we gonna get that game in, and I know everybody's happy about that. Um, he didn't. So obviously, we didn't play a game this weekend, but we're going to get it in. Uh, but one thing I would, a couple points I wanna, I wanna talk about is we did see Southern play, um, and I feel yeah. good about what I saw because. Their running game, which is primarily carried by the quarterback, is going to get to meet, match up against our D-line that is rebuilt, and there's a bunch of grown dudes on that D-line, and they're going to be ready. So I'm happy about our prospects 
uh, going against Southern this year. And I believe we going we gonna to turn the tables on SU. Okay. Uh, All right. That's what I see. I'm calling that's, it right now. Okay. He calling it right now. I can't he, wait. He's he been consistent. He's been consistent calling really, PB. Go I'm ahead, tired of the southern. I'm tired of the Southern people coming to my campus. And, and when they win, we got to be cordial. We ain't got to be nothing. You got to kick their ass up off well, campus. That's what we need to do. I'm just saying. Hey. Like, it, would, it would really feel bad. It would really feel great if we could beat them on campus while the Southern people are there. Like, they going to do stuff like that. It's Robin is feeling this one. And not only, not only do they have they come and beat us on a yard the last two times they visit us, they tailgate. They do. And they, they kick do. it after the game. They kick it before and after we the game. We can't be mad about that. We can't. You can come and hang out. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. These, you know. these people, you go to church with them? Like, these, these the same people. <laughs> All throughout the whole year. <laughs> no, sir. I want to say oh, amen to be like, but I still beat you this year. Huh? Like, I'm tired. See? Now, 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 hold on. Now, we did see, you know, we really cordial at PV, like y'all said, but Alabama State got straight out of pocket. They got Amen. disrespectful. <laughs> and I, I mean, it. the level of petty was 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 turned all the way up. They reached deep in the bag. They oh whooped up God. on Prime and Jackson State. And at the end of the game, what did they do? They played Must Be the Money by Prime. On a and put his speaker. picture up on the on the scoreboard. Old Prime with the Jerry curl. Put it up on the scoreboard. The juicy, drippy Jerry curl <laughs> with the big dope dealer phone, cell phone. They got I out mean, of pocket. I love I it. I mean. Only thing Ooh, I, I didn't like about it is I wanted to be the first team to put an L on Prime. They beat us to it, but we're going to put another L on them. It's all good. And then it didn't stop. So the post-game interview with Coach, Coach says, you know, all this hype about what's going on in Jackson. And he said, you know, after they got on that bus and took that ride back, took a shower and, and an Epsom salt bath, I want them to send me my shoe back. <laughs> what? Out <laughs> of control. Oh my Absolutely. god. I mean it's they, childish. It's childish bruh, call, they act like they never gotta see them again. Hey, I, I love it because the swag football is about to be off the chain in the coming this this spring oh, yeah. season in the upcoming years. It is going to be highly entertaining. I look forward to seeing plenty of swag football games on ESPN. Good I, question. I, yep. How long is he really gonna stay there, hair coach, to keep this oh, up? Man, I don't I don't know. And I don't care, but while he there, we gonna have fun with it. Okay. He gonna be there at least till his kids gone. For sure. We got yeah. we got him for three years. For sure. And then he talking about his daughter going there to play basketball, so he ain't gonna leave her there by herself. Yeah. But but I think we're we're almost guaranteed to have that JSU PVU football game moved up to ESPN two. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is gonna happen. Is especially if we are uh, undefeated by the time we get there, they gonna move. Oh there. yeah, and uh, our boy is gonna be on the big screen. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking I'm forward to that. I'm, I'm, excited. Excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, our team, they're gonna get to play the full season as long as we can keep those uh, COVID positives down to a zero. Boy, 
Yeah. I'm, I don't. I can't do. I can't do Don in the gym pop no more, Joe. My nerd. My nerd. You can't do it. Uh, shout out have to work on uh, this. Sweet Life Two Twenty Eight. We got to yeah, get man. I need. I need my confined spaces again. <laughs> See, just bougie. <laughs> That was Someone the one can't thing. do gym pop. Can't do it no more. Nerds was bad. Gym pop football season is not for me. I'm sorry. Oh goodness. Looking forward to the games though. Looking forward yep. to it. Don't finish. All right, let's take a quick break. I want to come back and talk a little band. Shanetta, what's going on? I know it's not a whole lot to talk about this week, but what you got? It is depressing, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I am like on YouTube, like what else is... But you know what? What I do love about our podcast is we will give shout outs to the, 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 the teams that aren't really recognized. So for my band segment today, I want to ask a simple question. Who are the Twirling Thunder? Let me ask you that. Who is that? That's a good question. Never heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The Twirling Thunder is the Marching Storm's flag corps. Shut up. See, yeah. who knew? I never yeah. knew that's what they were called. I knew Black Foxes. Yeah. <laughs> we all know Black Foxes, but the Twirling that Thunder don't the get thing. no love. The, none. So we're going to give them some love. But why is that? Why is it that the flag corps in any band... To be fair Absolutely no love But that is a very um, Technical And it's a talent To be able to Twirl those flags In sync So All of the past And and current members Of the the Twirling Thunder I just want to give you Your shout out Right now And tell you How grateful we are That you are a part Of our band Um, And that's really All I have Uh, If you're like me I'm, I'm following the, the band, I'm following them on Facebook, I'm following on Instagram, I'm on the on their website. It's just nothing. I've I've, I've watched the, the 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 fifth quarter from the Langston game last week twice now. Um <laughs> You gonna be okay? Shanetta is not okay. But you know what? I will say this. I mean, I'm, I think it was Wednesday on the uh, their social media. They actually highlighted me. Um, former that right now for, uh, for Women's Month, they're actually going through and recognizing all of the female drum majors. So I, I think they. Uh, I saw that on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So that that was cool. That was my highlight. You know? The hat looked like it was about to swallow you up. My hat never fit. If you look at all of the pictures, my hat was always tilted. I used to stuff my hat with newspaper to try and get some weight. But yeah. And I actually had a young lady once do a painting for me. I said, I want you to paint a photo of me and my guys. And she tilted my hat. I was like... <laughs> She's trying to give you swag. She was trying to give you swag. She thought you was pimping it to the side. Yeah. yeah. She was like, she from South Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What's the problem? Oak Cliff right there. Oak Cliff Lane. I am. I am. But I kid you not, when we, if you look at old footage of me, I was one of the first to always come off with my hat because I literally would take it off. When we would turn around, I would do my chin to make it come off because I couldn't dance with it. So mm-hmm. you made it work, though. You made it work. I made though. it work. 
But I live for halftime. Like, I want to see a halftime show. I want to see formations. And oh, I'm just looking forward to uh, looking forward to the fall. It's going to be, a, you going to make it to the Southern game to see them perform in person? But there, it's, there won't be a halftime show. You don't. Oh. They're not marching. The they're just, they're in the stands. In the stands. That's, see it. That's right. <sighs> Come on, man. Well, yeah, this is, this is it's rough on us right now. But I, I will say that when you can hear it live in the stands, it can t- it can tide you over to the fall because you just get that you know you hear those drums going, the right cadence going, and they play something that you that's familiar to you. It, 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 I'm telling you, it, it'll it'll fill your spirit up temporarily. You know, it's it's almost like you know eating some Chinese food. So by the time you get back in the car, you want some more, but. We gotta have a little something to get get us to the fall. Well, a little something to so, get us to the fall. So they're playing on the tenth. So then my second COVID shot is on the ninth. So I may be able to make that work. There it is. See, yeah. possibly. But see, I've seen Southern. I've seen. I want. I, you know, I've never seen Jackson State in person. Never. Then you need to roll a Jack. Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Fly. Jackson four twenty four. Yeah. You can fly. That's a six hour ride. Straight across I-20. I want to see the J5. I want to see the J5. I, I kid you not, I did this week though. I did. Sorry, PV fans. I did go out and kind of look at some footage of Jackson State's drum majors entering the they so live to me. They do, they do a good job. <laughs> and, and for some their fans get That's really so crunk <laughs> off of neck. They get so crunk off of neck. It is it's sickening. Well, like, really. <laughs> we play this too. <laughs> exactly. You you might as well go ahead and book your 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 airfare and get right. You know, I, speaking of Nick, there's a, sir, a controversy on who actually started playing it first. But what is so funny to me now is you have like USC, they play it. Ohio State, they now play it. Didn't they tell LSU not to play it? Weren't they like banned from playing that. it? Yeah, we need to send out a memo. <laughs> if you're at an HBCU, you cannot play Nick. Just don't even don't don't disrespect us like that. We not here for that. And uh, cease and desist. Can we hire uh, Lee Merritt to represent us in that case. <laughs> uh, but, hey. And if, and if you're not PV, don't play Swamp. How about that? Oh, there it is. There it is. Keep our songs yep. out your tubas. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's let's take a quick break, and I want to come back and talk some spring sports. She's gonna lay it off the glass, and it's good. Dottie Warima, preseason All American, right, and we are back. And let's talk some track, man. I'm, I'm, I told you I was ready for some track and field. So we had that U of H spring break invitational going. What, what did you see there, man? I, you know, uh, just just to let the people know, Guy T is. is out today, but she's going to be the one kind of following up and, and, and uh, presenting the spring sports such as track and, and uh, uh, whatnot to you. But the, the track team 
attended the U of H Spring Invitational, and the ladies track team, they got off, man. Uh, they had Alicia Carter. She got first in the 400 meters. She's ranked first in the SWAC and sixth nationally early in the season. So she's just going to keep getting better. Um, Kaja Roberts, she got third in the 100 meters. She rolling. Uh, Jordan Denwiler got third in the 400 meter hurdles, which is a grown person sport. Let me tell you something. Running all the way around the track one time, jumping over hurdles, you got to you grown. Uh, that that's that's the grown folks race right there because a 400 is hard enough it used to be a 400 meter dash it is now considered a sprint yeah so they go wide open it they used to be oh you know float the back straight and 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 hit the curb and come out the turn foot no nah, they wide open the whole way now yeah man uh, so Alicia Carter, definitely. she ran a she ran fifty five sixty seven. That's that's a really good time to be running in March. That's why she's sixth nationally. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean that's getting it. Hey, the track team, they're they're getting it in. Like we talked about uh, last week, having the facilities um, and making use of it. They got the facilities. They're making use of it. There are no excuses. Not produce anymore. not anymore. Olympic quality track is what we yep. have. The, the, here's, here's the here's the killer to me. Pole vault. Tristan Ham got third in the pole vault. Brianna Robinson got second in the pole vault. Pole vault. Re- PV is recruiting good pole vaulters. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, when we was on a yard. Wasn't no damn pole vaulters. Did we have a no. pole vaulter? We didn't have a pad. Did we have a pole. <laughs> right, exactly. We didn't even have a pad. <laughs> Y'all had a pad, but the uh, the ROTC people used it. Yeah, they ran on it <laughs> to mimic running in the sand. Crazy. Oh, so God. we got to get hey, some man. track folks on here to help us. <laughs> yeah, bro. I think IT gonna work on getting us the track coach to come on and holler at us. But uh, outstanding uh, early season turnout. By the track. Yeah. That's that. You got seven, eight, eight, um, eight folks on the on the box. That's fantastic. I'm telling you, man. That is fantastic. They, they won the indoor. Remember, the ladies won indoor season. Yeah. So hey, let's let's get it and let's send let's send one of these relays or somebody need to make it to uh to to Hayward Field in, in, oh, yeah. in Oregon for, for the championships. I'm here for it. I know a t for the last few years has sent quite a few of their uh, athletes up to, to uh, Oregon. Last year was supposed to be in Austin, but of course it got canceled. So it's back in Oregon this year. I want to see, you know, maybe some of our field events uh, can make it to Oregon. That'd be great. Yeah. And also, let's not forget about volleyball. Volleyball is still playing as well. They're having a good season. Yeah, um, they are. So we need to follow up and... Uh, Check out how the volleyball team is doing, but they're doing quite well. So we'll we'll provide some highlights and updates on them on upcoming shows. I think they beat, the, they beat the first PWI this season ever. Yeah. First yeah. time ever. Yep. Yep. Was that in Cornet Word, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Coach Taco is getting it in. Yep. So we had her on, on earlier this uh earlier this season. And uh, she, they were on the way back from Baton Rouge at that time, I believe. So we have to check back in with them and see how they're doing. Be a big fish in a small pond. There you go. That's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. I I actually spoke to a group of young men yesterday, and I actually, I said that. 
you know, would you rather be the third string quarterback at the Ohio State or do you want to start for Prairie View? Oh, get these rings, baby. Get Where these rings. Response? Where were they response? You know, a lot of them, they did. They thought that Prairie View was Division Two, II, Division Three. They didn't know you were really? one. But it goes back to what we talk about, the marketing. Yeah. Yep. And then two, yeah. you know, the, and really the only time I know here in Dallas that there is any talk of Prairie View football is the PV Grambling game. And so we just have to do a better job. You know, we um I thought about doing something like that. We need to uh make it very um convenient for people to uh to reach out to their local news um news media to uh to highlight those those sports and those teams. I mean, listen, it is a exciting time in in Panther sports. And right here within the city of Houston, we have minimal coverage of anything that's going on. We need to flood all of 13 to whatever, 26. I don't get UPN, whoever, whatever they got left. It We need to have coverage on this stuff. We, it mm-hmm. needs to be out. The word needs to be out. So we need to do something. I don't know. I know they say you can't write your congressman, but we can at least email the, the, news, <laughs> the news. We just need some packets. Send us out the packets, <laughs> man. And I think they were looking to hire someone in marketing uh, to do just that. We need to follow up uh, to, to see where that, that stands currently because I remember the posting coming across uh, across our network saying that they were looking for someone to do that. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Meet Me at the Flagpoles and uh, don't go anywhere. And welcome back for Meet Me at the Flagpoles. This week we have Mr. Reggie Stubblefield, number 24 from the football team. He's a senior majoring in kinesiology and mathematics. Reggie, what's going on, bro? Hey, how y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. So so y'all on lockdown right now, huh? Something like that, yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So, listen. When we talked to some of the young ladies from the women's basketball team, they said when they were they were on lockdown, they were doing Zoom workouts. Are y'all, are y'all doing that same thing? Kind of currently, uh, our coaches call in, check in, and see what we're all doing. But we're not doing too much of Zoom workouts because we have a more mature team this year. But everybody's getting it in. All right. All right. Mr. Stubblefield, you are fresh off of an invite to the HBCU Scouting Combine. Yes, sir, I am. Talk Thank to you. us about that. Uh, yeah, so um, leading up to uh, this season, all that, uh, I was getting a lot of recognition and stuff for what I have done uh, these past couple years at Prairie View. Uh, got a couple invites to a couple places, and then the HBCU Combine finally invited me. So, uh, you know, I'm just blessed and thankful to get that invite because it's going to be the first time this ever happens to HBCU athletes. So, you know, to be part of history and then just to be a part of, you know, Prairie View, you know what I mean? To be able to say I got that invite coming out of here, I mean, it's a big thing. Just I'm just ready to ready to put on for my school. I, we all covered uh, the football program pretty heavily. And yeah, I've been <laughs> yeah, I, I've been hearing your name as a potential pro spot prospect for the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. um, how have you been, I guess, dealing with that over the last couple of years, keeping your head on straight, continuing to focus on your academics and with also an eye on a potential pro opportunity? 
Yeah, so actually, uh, I did graduate this past spring. Actually, I'm in grad school now. So I do have my major, what you mentioned earlier. But, you know, what helps me, and I want to give credit to Coach Dooley, is every day we talk about walking that straight line. You know, staying on straight, you know, keeping my head on straight. Because when I walk around, I know it's a lot of eyes on me. And I might be the only Bible that somebody reads in a day. So, you know. Hey, that's hot. (laughs) Boy, you better better (laughs) preach. Yeah, but, it, you know, that's the truth, you know what I mean? And that's what it means to be an athlete, you know what I mean? I have so many eyes watching me and the success that comes with it. You know, I just try to handle it the best way I can. It didn't help that he also majored in mathematics. I just want y'all to hear that. It's kinesiology mm-hmm. and mathematics. Mm-hmm. Yes, so <laughs> tell us, what, what what are your intentions to do with that combination of degrees? What everybody knows me as, you know, I always wanted to coach and teach. Since I was three years old, since I had this dream about playing in the NFL. You know, I know football won't last forever, but once it's over, and it's not even when it's over, you know, I actually already have me a small business where I train athletes back at home. So it's just continue what I always do, coach and teach, you know. If you ever watch me play, a lot of people say I'm a coach on the field, they have great leadership. So it just comes naturally, and I'm just doing what I love. Well, talk to us about your business. Exactly. Yeah, so... uh, once I graduated, uh, we had the pandemic going on. That's when it first hit. And, you know, a lot of people had to go home. You know, athletes couldn't stay on campus. And for me, it was kind of hard because I had some internships lined up with Michael Johnson performance, uh, some other places around the Houston area, but everything got canceled. So I had to go into thinking, you know, what am I going to do now? So I started up my own little internship business, however you want to call it, and I decided to go back home and train kids. And I called it 24 Skills Training Camp, you know, because we're always working. <laughs> you know, that's my number. And, I mean, I just wanted to go back and help the youth where I'm from. So I've been doing that every time I get back home on a break. It's going well. Uh, I actually had two kids this past uh, signing class sign. One went to Nevada. One went to Eastern Michigan. Uh, I had kids all state, all conference. So I'm doing a good thing so far. And I'm just ready for it to expand and grow Outstanding, but I tell you that that entrepreneurial spirit just is alive and well. That preview in there, like we said, it, it, definitely, it definitely is in me. Yeah, uh, you know, the people that probably see me around too. You know, my family are the owners of Stubbs Barbecue. So, if okay. you ever seen Stubbs Barbecue, oh, that is of my course, yeah. okay. barbecue sauce. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> they try to oh. all right. I don't think Stubbs PV barbecue. knows that. That's no, we don't, right? John, that is not. There's so much hidden talent here on the Hill. A lot of people, like you said earlier about marketing, we really got to dive into that and really get to find out more about these kids and these athletes because we got a lot of athletes that come from a lot of special places. Yeah. So, you know, it's just about marketing and people getting to know each other. We're getting better, though. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. What are you... Hey, so, uh, what you... Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Shanetta. No, I just said, I just wanted to, I'm just curious, when you go back, think, take us back to your senior year in high school, what what made you choose to attend Purdue? Because I'm so, sure offers from other, you know, major, quote unquote, major universities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, what's crazy, uh, I want to say I actually started a trend back at home, uh, because a lot of people didn't know about HBCUs, like you mentioned earlier. Me, personally, we always talk about the TV gambling game, like you said, but other than that, I didn't know too much. You know, I'm from that. Dallas area, East Arlington to be exact. And I would only hear about the TV Grambling game. And coming out of high school, I was recruited heavy. 
uh, before getting injured my senior year, I had Oklahoma, TCU, some big, big 12 schools in the state of Texas. And uh, I got hurt. And Prairie View was always there, though, but they were always in the outside of my ear because I'm like small school, you know, I don't even really know too much about them. But this was the time when we had Willie Simmons, Coach Simmons. And him and his staff, you know, they did a good job of staying on me. Even when I got hurt, you know, there was still school that was there. And then I finally took my visit to the Hill. And when I took my visit to the Hill, I came on campus. And I'm like, oh, look, this place is beautiful. You know, when you look at other HBCUs, the truth is it is tough at other places. You know, the dorm rooms, you know, you're looking at your roommate and other places it's just really, really tough. Well, we just had got the facility. It was in the works. Uh, the staff was great. I mean, I blended in with the staff well. I love the game of football, so that came easy. But it was the culture here at Prairie View that really got me. Just to see where I come from, especially being in East Arlington, it was so much alike, and at the time, the football team, it was just such a family vibe, and I can get right with that. You know, when you see your seniors and your juniors and everybody gelling together, it makes you want to come and be on board and be about it. And then I knew I was going to give me a good education, and I, and I learned more about the HBCU and what it can do for me, and it was a no-brainer. That is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. That's true. <laughs> awesome. T so you have a decision to make. The uh, HBCU Combine is April the 9th and the 10th. Well, yes, Southern's game. Yeah. April the 10th. There's a lot of decisions to be made right now because going with uh, with us playing COVID and uh, have a football season during COVID and during the NFL draft, you know, it's a lot of opting out situations. Uh, what should I do about this game this weekend and all that? But I already talked to a lot of my teammates and everything, and I'm just focusing on winning. I want to go 6-0. I want to win a potential championship because actually we can't qualify this semester. But that's all I'm worried about. You know, that HBC combine is a blessing to be invited with the first group, but it can wait. What What are your intentions on for the fall? Are you? Uh, I know you're, you said you're in grad school. Do you plan on coming back for the fall and continue grad school or what? Yeah, so that's a that's a tough decision too, honestly. Uh I'm playing really well right now. Really, really well. You know, like you said, our defensive line is doing great. Our defense as a whole is doing great. So it's bringing a lot of recognition and eyes on us every day, every day we play. And uh still the same thing, you know, when I came to Prairie View, I wanted to win the championship. I wanted to shift the gear about what you hear about PB football. You know what I mean? You know, they won't hear about no more losing shit and stuff like that. They won't hear about what we say every day, what championships are built. So, you know, I want to win the championship over here. And I think for the most part right now, I'm just leaning towards coming back. That's what it's all about. All right. We heard it here first. But Reggie, we sure appreciate you joining us today, bro. You've been a pleasure to talk to, man. Anytime you want to come back, feel free. Just hit us up and, and you got a spot on the show whenever you want to come back, bro. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate that. I'll be tuning in more. I need to hear about this. I like y'all. <laughs> All right, appreciate you. Appreciate All right, we're going to take a quick on. break. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with I'm So Glad. Welcome back, and we are here for the I'm So Glad segment. And this week, we have Miss Tiana Woods. She's a senior, early childhood education major. She's the CEO of Punchies. 
of Prairie View, and she also has catering and delivery service. We were talking to her before we hit the record button about uh, getting some crab legs for homecoming next year. So <laughs> welcome to the show, Tiana. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. So let, let's get into it. So, so you got the early childhood education and then you also got the business going on. So, so how are you able to keep things balanced? Um, I'm not going to say it's been easy. Uh, on top of being an education major and having a full-time business, I'm also a single mom. So it's like a lot to juggle, <laughs> but I made it work. I made it work. All right. All right. Yeah. We remember from, uh, uh, maybe 2019 when you were you were selling those crab legs on the yard and Joe was like, man, we need to lock her in for, for the day one crew. Yeah, man. <laughs> she posted a picture on Instagram of her uh, seafood pockets. I was like, hold up, bro. They doing it like that on the yard? Sweet. <laughs> So you about to get bowed up with some tailgate business, for real. For real. I got you. <laughs> All right. Well, That's good. That's good. So, so how was this adjustment in this uh, in this uh, kind of COVID environment with remote classes and uh, social distancing? How has that impacted both your education and your business? Well, it's, it it came it came really easy since that I'm like always at home anyways. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I always I work from home anyway. So it was easier to manage the time. That's what I would say, but as far as like delivering and things like that, I had to change up protocol. Like um, when I would deliver to other people, I had to make sure they have on masks and things that I also had to protect my child. So it was a little bit of a difficulty, but we got into it. We, we transitioned smoothly <laughs> to say the least. Okay. With education though, um, cause I'm still, I'm a full-time student. I take 18 hours. So that was kind of hard trying to transition from Zoom. I mean, from in class to Zoom. But I mean, I just have to deal with it. You know, I'm on Zoom with my child, so they'll see. They'll see my baby, but they're, they're usually okay with this. So it's been good. It's been good. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, you got to let us know now um, with this spring sports, cause a lot of us aren't able to go. Uh, what's the <laughs> atmosphere like around the yard? Do you feel a buzz coming as, as we get into spring? And, you know, I do. I do. Like when I'm delivering on campus, it's getting back to this, its normal stuff. I wouldn't say completely normal, but it's like People are getting back on the yard. People are getting back into the groove of things. I see people, you know, hanging out. Social, still no social distancing. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Glad to hear you say that. <laughs> you know, it's getting, we're going we're gonna to get there. We're getting back to where we used to be. All right. Now, I have a question for you, Miss Woods. Now, yeah. with uh, early childhood, right, are you, um, do you intend on actually going into uh, the entrepreneurial side of that? Are you going to actually go into the school system? What's your... Now, I honestly, I planned on, after I graduate, because I graduate this August, I uh-huh. actually planned on going into culinary school, going straight into culinary school. Oh, really? Okay. But, yes. So, but I still want to teach, my goal is to teach at least four or five years in order to, one, pay off my student debt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good go, good go. <laughs> but I've always wanted to teach as well. I didn't come into 
cooking. I didn't come into school initially knowing that I knew how to cook, really. Okay. Uh, my mom, she taught me like everything that she knew, but it wasn't until I got on my own and I realized, hey, I'm good at this. I can do this. Okay. <laughs> and I started okay. meeting people, like, you know, new friends on campus and stuff, and they're like, hey, you should start this. You should open a business. But I still want to teach, and I still want to go into that field, so I'm hoping to get a job at some elementary school in my area in Nepal. Okay. You know, always teach culinary school once you go I through culinary say, school. Teach, or combine the two and teach young kids how to cook. How to cook. That's how I keep you know. me. Yeah, you own to something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No charge for that. Right. <laughs> My kid's in the kitchen A, a crab right leg now. packet, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you... What are your thoughts on uh, expansion? How you how do you plan to expand to what areas? What, what are we talking about? And are you um, looking for investors? Currently, currently, I'm looking at this one major investor, and we're working on trying to get um, either a food truck on campus or we're trying to buy this facility that is near campus. So I'm praying by the beginning of next year, I'll have a food truck open on campus or a uh, a restaurant near campus. So I'm trying to get it together. Okay. <laughs> okay. It hasn't been easy, but I'm praying that that'll work out. But until then, I mean, I'm just out of the kitchen until I can get it together. <laughs> all right. All right. So how can folks find you on uh, either social media or get in touch with Punchies? How, how, how can folks get in touch with you? So my Twitter is and my Twitter and Instagram are at punchies1, at P-U-N-C-H-Y-S-1. And you can follow me on there. I post menus every week. And you can also um, go to my website. My website link is in both of those bios. And those are where catering services are located. So you would go to those links and email me and tell me, you know, when your event is and things like that. We can get you set up. But other than that, I'm a one-woman show, so <laughs> everything is through me. So I do have a lot of inquiries when it comes to bookings and things like that. So I always say, be patient. I'll get to you. <laughs> All right. I see Joe typing right now. I think he's putting our order in for November 6th already. <laughs> hey, this ain't no game, bro. I'm not playing. We need a tailgate for Alabama State. I mean, Alabama A&M, and we need one for SU. It's going yeah, to go. Already. <laughs> Already. <laughs> All right, Tiada. Well, thank you for joining us. We sure appreciate you coming on. And uh, we look forward to these crab legs we about to order. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Thank y'all so much. All right. Appreciate you. All right. We'll be right back with the We Ready shout outs. Welcome back. We are ready for the We Ready shout outs. Shanetta, you got one? I do. I want to just recognize uh, President Ruth Simmons. She announced earlier this week that she would be starting the Toni Morrison writing program that will be established at the school. Um, it's going to be $3 million of that, of that. Remember, so Mackenzie Scott gave the $50 million. So $3 million of that will be designated to endow the new program. So Again, I clearly went to PV in the wrong era, so that is huge to get a, a, a writer. <laughs> a <Yes. laughs> you know, um, but again, so just shout out to PV for that, and and Ruth Simmons really for just doing some really amazing things. Um, and shout out to her; a great uh, article was written about her this past week. 
So, in yes. shout out to Ruth is the truth. I there know, she right? is, and not say enough about her. My gosh, man, we are so blessed to have her. Y'all stay tuned because uh, we got a surprise coming in April. That's all I'm going to say about it. That's all I'm going to say about it. Joe, you got a We Ready shout out? I got a, I got a shout out to uh, the ringmakers of TV. I hope they ready because they about to have to make these rings for the golf, for the bowling team. They got golf rings. They might have some track rings to make. I hope the ringmakers of PV ready. <laughs> Keep them busy. Keep them busy. All right. And I got one last shout out. So y'all know uh, Mike is out this week, but his son who plays lacrosse, the young Bryce, Bryce Washington up at University of Michigan Dearborn, they played today. He went crazy. He got a three-piece with a biscuit. For those not familiar, that means he got four goals. So he went out and went crazy in lacrosse up at U of M Dearborn. So he ready. Yes, sir. All right. So, Shanetta, go ahead and take us out of here. Let's see if we can get this right this week, y'all. All right, here we go. TV. You, you know. know. It's still kind of can't blame shaky. it on Mike. <laughs> we can't blame it on Mike. I thought we was gonna say it was Mike. <laughs> Why y'all waiting? So you know long? the funny thing is, before I know it's wrong because y'all don't start on time, so I know it's not gonna be right. <laughs> Just trying to figure out why we hesitated. Exactly. I guess, you know what, next time we just need to practice. Robin, Robin, just me, Robin, 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 me and you. Okay. PV. You know. Oh, see, that's some bull, man. They're going to show us up. I'm out. All right, we out. I'm out. All right.